Welcome to the Breakthrough and Bloom podcast. My name is Kelsey Marks, and I am your host and your Breakthrough BFF. I intend to be an open channel to allow insights to flow in that help you break through to the next level of who you were always meant to be. With these conversations, we're going to shift some perspectives, okay? And we're going to give you a new way to live the life that you live, allowing the opportunity to truly manifest what it is that you desire. So if you're looking to break through to the next level of who you are, to live the life of your dreams, and to gain a deeper understanding of spiritual topics, well, you have come to the right place. And I know we're going to have so much fun together, and I am beyond excited to have these conversations with you. So let's go ahead and get started, shall we? Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to another episode of Breakthrough in Bloom. I am so thrilled to be here with you today. And we've got a good topic today, I think. Something that I have a good amount of personal experience with, actually. So go ahead, grab your favorite beverage, find a cozy spot, or enjoy the rest of your car ride, because I know there's a good amount of you that drive and listen to this. And let's go ahead and dive in to today's topic. So today I wanted to talk about this idea of embodiment and disembodiment. These are terms that are used pretty regularly in the spiritual world. And if you haven't heard of them before, don't worry, (laughs) we're going to get into it and you'll be a pro in no time. Earlier this week, I was actually a guest on another podcast, my first time being a guest on anyone else's podcast, and it was a lot of fun. It was actually my brother's podcast, the Path and Purpose podcast, which my episode will be out in a little bit, but you can definitely go check it out. It's on Spotify, Apple, all the good stuff too. Um, And during this, we talked briefly about this idea, the topic of what today's podcast episode is of being embodied or being disconnected from the bodied, which is disembodiment. And, you know, this conversation had got me thinking like, hey, I should like, (laughs) I should be sharing this right on my podcast because I have experience with this specifically. And, you know, all of you lovely humans listening over here at Breakthrough and Bloom, we're, we're a little different than the group of people listening to my brother's podcast, which is like perfect and amazing, right? Um, but this conversation that I had with him was was so important and I wanted to dive into it even more here. Um, but you should definitely still listen to that podcast episode as well when it does come out on his podcast because his perspectives on the topic as well are just absolute fire. So like if you think this one is good, that one is good too because it's got even more. <laughs> so first and foremost, what are these terms of embodiment and disembodiment and what do they mean? So to me, how I would like to explain embodiment is really the connection of awareness of self within the human form, but also the awareness of the human form itself. So the way that you know the body is feeling, the way that it speaks to you, as you are this awareness that's residing within it, like how are you playing into this relationship, right? And disembodiment to me would be the opposite, obviously, right? The disconnection and the lack of awareness of the self and the lack of the awareness and connection to the human form that, you know, you are residing in. And just for context, just a quick reminder, in case you haven't listened to any other 
podcast episodes, which I don't know what you're doing, go ahead and listen to some other ones too. But (laughs) this is your first one just for context. We are more than these human bodies. And there is no better proof of this than the ability to dissociate, in my opinion, because I went through it. And this is what had really shown me like, oh, like I am more than this body, right? Which I'll get into why in a moment. But we are more than these bodies. We are the awareness that is residing within the form within the body. And these human bodies are the vehicles in which we can experience this dimension. They are the vehicles that we can experience this earth plane. Just like an airplane lets you experience flying, or a submarine lets you experience being underwater, or a boat lets you experience being on top of water. These human forms simply allow us to experience something. And in this case, it is the third dimension. It's living on Earth, right? So just remember that like the human body is like a vehicle, okay? (laughs) And you wouldn't say that you're a car when you're driving a car, right? You wouldn't say that you're a plane or you're a submarine or you're a boat just because you're you're traveling or residing within it, right? And it's it's the same kind of logic here. The body is simply the vehicle in which we can experience the surroundings in this particular environment, in this particular dimension. We are the awareness. We are the passenger, the driver. We are within the human form, right? And we decided we're taking a ride within this human form. We wanted to come and have an experience in this dimension, have an experience on the earth plane. And how you do that, similar to like a submarine to go to the depths of the ocean, you have to get within some sort of vehicle. And that is our bodies. So if we're not our bodies, then why are they so important, right? Because in People might be like, well, if I'm not my body, then like, let me focus on what I am, which is more important. And you shouldn't leave your body behind, okay? So think of it this way. If you're on like a road trip and your car's engine is having difficulties, you would want your dash to light up and tell you, right? You would want your check engine light to turn on. If you were losing pressure in your tires, you would want a tire warning pressure on your dash. If you were running out of gas or running on fumes, you would want to know that you're low on gas, right? And how much longer you can go before your car stops and breaks down and you can't go anymore. If you were taking a bunch of roads that were leading you to dead ends or through a ton of different like construction sites and just slowing you down or there was a ton of traffic, you would want the car's GPS to reroute you, right? To somewhere that has less traffic, that is flowing a lot better, that isn't so bumpy and turbulent, right? And just like our cars can give us all of these warnings, depending on your car, maybe you don't have a GPS in yours. I don't have one in mine, but let's just say the cars are super fancy and they got all of these things. So just like our cars can give us all of these warnings, our bodies can also give us a lot of messages or warnings or (laughs) signals, And the issue is, I think, a lot of the time is that people ignore these lights. And I think people ignore these lights not only on their bodies and that, but also like their actual cars. (laughs) I am guilty of that. My check engine gaslight, check engine gaslight. Oh my God. No, my check engine light's good. My gaslight will turn on sometimes and I'll be like, oh, you think I can get home before I run out? I I play that dangerous game. (laughs) But... (laughs) Remember, just 
the moral of this story is just remember that it's a, it's a vehicle for us. The human bodies, it's a vehicle for us and it needs to be maintained and taken care of and used with respect, just like you would with a car, right? You would maintain it, get oil changes, wash it, put gas in it, clean it. Like you're not going to go off-roading in a tiny smart car, right? Like you're going to respect what your car can do <laughs> and has the capabilities of doing. You're not going to like drive your car into other cars or into mailboxes because you're angry and stuff, right? Like you're going to re respect the car in that way. And, and it's similar. We want to do all of these things for the vehicle in which our soul is residing in, which is the human form. So to me, being embodied means that you are aware of yourself. You are aware of your thoughts, your emotions, the way in which you feel and talk to yourself, right? Like yourself as the energetic being that has come in. And you're aware of all of, you know, the things that are passing through the mind. And at first, you may not realize that some of them are like limiting beliefs or, you know, repeating patterns and stories that you're telling yourself. But the more embodied that you get, the more that you can see it, that it is. And on top of that, I think also it's, it's being aware of how your body feels, and reacts to things. So not just like your mind, how, how your mind is feeling like emotion wise, consciously, how you're, you're like calculating how the environment around you is making you feel and react, but also like how your body feels and reacts to things. Any tension that you're holding in your shoulders or your neck, any pains that you experience in anywhere in your body, like your, your knees or your, your back. And even like noticing subtle changes that show up for you when you do get triggered, right? And what does it look like in your body to have the beginning signs of fight or flight? And being embodied is being aware of all of this, right? Being in tune with the messages or the signals that your body is sending you similar to a gas light, to a check engine light, to a blinker, to whatever. And there's a connection to the way in which the body responds to not only you right and the way in which you drive it so like your choices your thoughts about yourself things of that nature but there's also a connection to the way in which the body responds to external stimuli too and and your body can react in a way that's not necessarily connected to your logic of how you're thinking about something like you could be sitting totally like you're like I'm sitting at my own house and I'm totally calm and then all of a sudden you get like hit with anxiety right and your body is kind of reacting differently than your mind is and this is because the body is able to like scan external stimuli like that even if you're at home and it doesn't really make sense but there, it's connected to the subconscious mind which is connected to a lot of like the beliefs that we hold I'll get into that in a second but there was this example of this, of how like the body is its own intelligent being in the same way that we are like the ones we're driving it, but it also has like the ability to do a lot of things for us too. So if anyone has seen Rick and Morty, there is an episode where Rick leaves his spaceship behind to protect Summer, which is Morty's sister. And in this episode, the car does literally exactly that. Any like external stimuli that came near the ship, it was immediately evaluated and then it was dealt with if Summer said like it was making her uncomfortable. 
And granted, this was like to an extreme um, and got very gory. <laughs> but what I wanted to bring this to is that our bodies are like the spaceship, that it's intelligent enough to notice what's going on around it and to create some sort of like emotion or um, reaction to what is going on around it. Not only is the body designed to obviously give us this experience for us to come into, to, you know, it, it's this body, this vehicle, which we can explore in, but it's also designed to keep us safe. And safety ultimately is defined by us, by ourselves. It's defined by our beliefs, what we have determined as children is safe to do and what isn't safe to do, either real or perceived threats. We, we basically like we've installed this like this code for safety guidelines that we determined as a kid based on situations that happened to us, things that we were told, et cetera, et cetera. That's why a lot of the things that have to do with like self-growth have to do with like healing your inner child, because honestly, the first seven years of our life, we are just like an open mind, a walking subconscious sponge, taking in the environment around us and deciding like, okay, what is safe? What's not safe, basically. And our body continues to follow these parameters that we have set as children until we consciously rewrite them. And these rules, these parameters, they're written and stored in the subconscious mind. And the body speaks fluently with the subconscious mind. And I've talked about this before too. I don't know exactly what episode, but I've talked about this before, how the subconscious mind is different from the conscious mind. So the subconscious mind, which is 95% of us, of our mind, it speaks in metaphors, emotions, feelings, movement, imagination, desires, dreams, things like that. Very like creative, flowy, etc. Divine feminine type energy. And the conscious mind, which kind of runs the show, if we let it, is only 5%. And that's where the logic lines, that's language, math, calculations, decision-making, thinking of the past and the future, contemplation, things of that nature. So we know clearly that the mind or the brain speaks the language of the conscious mind, but that leaves the rest of the body to speak a different language. It speaks the language of the subconscious mind, which is a quieter, more subtle voice, language, but it is so extremely important because it's connecting you to the subconscious mind that has all of the information that you have stored from like childhood in your life of what is safe, what's not safe, how do I value myself, do I deem myself worthy, what do I consider worthy, how do I experience love, like all of those things are written in your subconscious mind. And that's why connecting to the body, being aware of it, learning the way in which it communicates to you, to the soul within, to the driver, right? How is it? How is the car? How is the body communicating back to the conscious awareness within? And it's just so important because not only is the body letting you know, like, hey, we need some maintenance over here, but also the body could be telling you whether or not you are in alignment, right? Acting kind of as that GPS for you. It can also 
illuminate or show you or tell you what deep subconscious beliefs you have that might be holding you back. And then when you listen to the body telling you like, hey, we have this belief over here. Is this still accurate? Like it's someone who's kind of like going through all of the old documents at work or something. And they're like, hey, is this document from 20 years ago still relevant? And like, if you ignore them enough, they'll be like, oh, well, I didn't get an answer. So I'm going to keep it. Or you can be like, oh my God, no, that's so outdated. Let's get rid of that and rewrite it, right? Like that's the choice you get to rewrite limiting beliefs or subconscious beliefs that no longer serve you. And that honestly is what rewriting limiting beliefs is, right? It's just becoming aware of all of the like rules that you have given yourself and looking at them and being like, does this still serve me? Do I still believe this? But if you're not connected to the body... How are you ever going to get those notifications, right? If you're not listening to the body, to the, let's just hypothetically say you're at work and the body is the person who's going through all of these thousands of documents that you don't want to do, but let's say you don't listen to them at all. How are you, how are you ever going to know that there's something that needs to be let go of, something that needs to be changed, something that you just don't need anymore? It's very simple. You're not, (laughs) right? We need to pay attention to it. So what is disembodiment then? Like, how do we know that we've done it or that we are currently being disembodied? Like, how can we catch ourselves doing it? And for me, based on my personal experience, that was essentially dissociating. So dissociation is like a mental process where you disconnect from thoughts, feelings, memories, or just like a sense of self. It could be all of them. It could be one of them. And it can range from being like mild, such as just like simply daydreaming or getting lost in thought. That's technically like a type of dissociating, right? You're not paying attention to your body or the surroundings around you. You're lost in thought. And it can get like more severe forms that are more connected to conditions like dissociative amnesia or other dissociative disorders or other trauma-related disorders. It's basically like getting disconnected from the body and maybe in some cases, even the mind. So something that maybe we have all experienced, obviously we all experience like daydreaming, getting lost in thought from time to time. But if you've ever like driven home from work, let's say for like the thousandth time in your life, you might have like zoned out while you were driving. And then the next thing you know, you're home and you're like, oh my God, I don't even remember like driving here. Like I was just driving and the next thing I know, I'm like at work and I just like zoned out after a long day after work and like, did I just say work? Yeah, I'm tripping over my words. Okay, so just let's say like you were driving, you had a long day after work and you zoned out and then the next thing you know, you're home and you're like, I don't even remember how many red lights that I got. I don't even know the color of the car that was in front of me. Like, I'm just home all of a sudden. And I don't know about you, this has happened to me a couple of times. I know it's happened to people in my family as well, because we've talked about it, but maybe we've all done this like once or twice, just like, whoa, like what the fuck, I'm home already. Like when you drive something very familiar, it just kind of like happens. Um, And that's like an example of dissociating kind of, right? Like you're zoning out, you're not paying attention really, and you're just kind of like going with the flow. And sometimes when you get more, I don't want to say drastic, that's not the right word, but sometimes when you're dissociating harder, (laughs) let's just put it that way, 
instead of just like the daydreaming and, you know, just thinking of your thoughts for like an hour and then you realize, oh my God, it's been an hour. I've just been sitting here thinking. Sometimes, you know, dissociation, it can serve as a coping mechanism too by allowing someone to like mentally distance themselves from overwhelming or stressful situations. The issue is, is when it becomes like chronic or it like really interferes with daily life. And it's probably time that it should be addressed with some professional help at that point. So why do I bring this up? Well, because of two things. So number one, I have experienced this before. Having been diagnosed with dissociative amnesia in my late teens. And number two, I see talk of like dissociating on social media, like in a joking around type manner. And to be honest, as someone who has experienced it and, you know, has also experienced what being embodiment feels like now, it's not something that I think should be taken lightly or really joked about as much as it is like I joke sometimes about it, but I'm not like joking about it constantly just sometimes, but I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's joked on too much. And I just want to say, if you truly feel this way, as if you are disconnected, as you are disembodied, as you are dissociating, do not brush it off. Okay. (laughs) Start asking for help because the help is there for you. And I promise that A, it will get better, but B, living a life of embodiment is so much more fulfilling than trying to essentially run away from your body, from your life by trying, you're not trying, but by dissociating. So let me just explain my experience with this so that maybe something I say helps anyone who's in a similar situation now or maybe has experienced it as well. Or maybe helps anyone who maybe doesn't even realize they're doing this. And this is like kind of putting light onto an issue, right? So the reason why, for me at least, of having dissociated was because I didn't feel safe. And I felt extremely overwhelmed with life when this was happening. I think, honestly, I started around 16 until I was about like 20, 21 ish. Um, and it started, I remember at a point in my life where I truly, I didn't even like want to be alive, but I also like, didn't want to die either. I was like in this in-between space of what ended up being literally like being in the (laughs) in-between, like in between being out of the body Um, like trying to go back to my energetic self and then also being like stuck within the body. I was like in between and I wasn't experiencing fully either. Right. It was this really weird in between of like really not being connected to the body at all, but like mentally not being there either. Um, it was like, at this point in my life. So I guess I should share a little bit about like, how did I even find out that I was dissociating, right? Because it's not talked about at all. It's not really common. No one really kind of gives you the signs of why you like maybe doing it and not to the, not to like the simple level of just like daydreaming and things like that, but to like the more chronic issue of where it's like kind of impacting your life. Um, so for me, 
And maybe this will help anyone else out there who feels like they're kind of floating around <laughs> out there. So for me, back in high school, um, I had a lot of stressors going on in my life. Um, I also was really unaware and not dealing really well with anxiety and depression. Um, I was having anxiety attacks a lot. I was like super, super depressed. Um, it was like a lot. And then there were some other things that happened too, that was just like too much, just like too much on my plate. And, um, I remember that it started out where, it just felt like I couldn't remember things as well anymore, right? Like I would struggle to remember like, what did I eat for dinner yesterday? Or what did so-and-so say last week about this? Or like, I don't remember the last time I got gas in my car, um, but it's like a quarter of the way full. So how long ago was that? Like I was having a really hard time just like remembering little things. What did I wear two days ago? Right? Like nothing that seemed like very significant. Like I was still able to retain information for like school exams and things like that. But like it was the little things that I just couldn't remember anymore. And then it started getting to a point where it just was like more and more constant. Like I was forgetting, I was forgetting things. And like, I would leave the house and I would be like, oh my God, did I unplug my straightener? Like, I can't remember if I did or didn't. And I would be like three fourths of the way to school or to work. And I would have to turn back around. Cause I literally, I couldn't remember, did I unplug it or not? Like I could not remember. Um, and I remember, I do remember this <laughs> vividly that, um, the, the point for me that got me to be like, okay, something is seriously wrong was when, again, Kristen, I was with Kristen. So she's here for a lot of big, big stuff in my life. Um, I was with Kristen in her car. I think we were, we were in Holyoke somewhere. We were coming back from the mall, maybe, I don't know, maybe it was soccer related. And there was a song that was playing. I think it was a Rihanna song. And I remember being like, oh, wow, this song is like so good. We have, I haven't heard this in such a long time. And she like looks at me dead in my eye and was like, we just heard this song like five minutes ago. And I could not remember. I could not remember that we heard that song before. And I was like, no, we didn't. She's like, no, we definitely did. Because you know how radios like repeat the same songs over and over. Um, and then that's when I was like, okay, this like memory thing is getting bad, right? Like I, that, that's bad. I can't rem remember five minutes ago. Right. So I went to the doctor and the doctor sent me to go to a different doctor to get a psychological evaluation because that's how, you know, they, they test for memory issues. Um, come to find out that the, you know, I, I don't have like memory issues <laughs> per se like that. What was happening was that, um, I was dissociating at that time. So they also asked like a bunch of questions, you know, they're doing like tests and, and things like that. But they also asked me questions of like, what does it feel like in my brain? Right. <laughs> and I remember explaining how I felt like it was like I was watching a TV show of like someone's life and like Yes, I knew logically it was mine, but it felt as if I was literally watching reality TV. 
just unfold in front of me. Like I felt so disconnected from it. It felt as if like I was over here and everything that was happening was over there, like on a screen in front of me. And like, I'm invested, right? Just as invested as I would be in like a reality TV show that I was like binge watching. But I didn't feel like it was like me, right? Like it felt like things were happening out there and I was kind of independent of it. Like I didn't feel like I really had control over it or a say in it and everything was just kind of happening. And the way that, you know, this this form was reacting was beyond me and it was just kind of doing it. And I was just kind of like watching instead of living. And I think that was the point for them that was like, oh, okay, girl, like, we know what's going on. So that doctor had told me that I was suffering from dissociative amnesia. So because I was disconnecting, being disembodied, dissociating, I was also not allowing myself to, to form memories in a form of protection, right? Because everything I was going through was just too painful at that point. So my mind was like, let's not remember anything and it won't hurt, right? Um, and you know, there's, there's different dissociative mental illnesses that happen. I just happen to have experience with dissociative amnesia of that, like disconnecting from the body and then not remembering anything at all. And, you know, I'm doing a lot better now, I will say, but it, it makes me kind of sad a little bit. Not like, regretful or anything like that but it does make me a little sad that like I can't remember a lot from that period in my life like I remember when I started doing a lot of like my healing work I you know I was healing myself and also I was starting to like remember more things like my memory is a lot better now by the way I'm no longer dissociating <laughs> um, but I do remember it was years ago I had a job where I was working somewhere and someone I used to work with got hired and they like came up to me and started talking about something that we had done together. And they were like, yeah, with, the, with so-and-so. And I could not remember, could not. I didn't even know what that person looked like. If you put them in front of me, I wouldn't, like the person they said we were doing things with, I wouldn't be able to like pick them out of a crowd, like nothing. It just like wasn't there. And I was like, wow, like there are literal blanks in my memory that I cannot remember. And that, you know, made me like a little sad. <laughs> and this is why I know now that we are more than the human body because I was so incredibly disconnected from it for years, for over six years. And yet I didn't cease to exist, <laughs> okay? <laughs> right? I was so incredibly disconnected from it that I didn't even feel like I was living in it. In fact, it literally felt like I was like hovering or floating around this human form, right? Like I was observing and the human form living. Like I, I didn't feel in it at all. I felt like I was around it. And it wasn't until I started asking for help. It wasn't until I started taking care of myself. It wasn't until I started doing the work. It wasn't until I really met Jordan, honestly. And it wasn't until all of that that I have felt myself become more and more in tune with my body, more and more in tune with the way in which my body speaks to me, and more in tune with understanding like how I 
can use the body to actually connect me more with my whole self, my true self, my higher self, however you want to explain it. Like when I started doing this work, I realized that the connection to really connect to who you are, to understand your authentic expression, to get clarity on your purpose and your path is really to connect with the body more. Because the body is able to speak that language to you, right? The body is able to speak the subconscious language, the subconscious body, you know, and that's where all of this extra energy of us that can't fit into this human form like resides, right? So by bringing more awareness into this body, into the way in which I work with it, I explore with it the way in which it speaks to me, the way in which it holds on to previous information from past experiences, I have been able to live more and more authentically every single day. Because remember, it's not about like transcending the body and leaving it behind. That's not what being human is about. It's about bringing in more of your energy, more of your light, more of your higher self, however you want to call it. It's about bringing in more authentic expression and erasing the vibration of your body that way. Like that's what ascension is. It's not about going outside of yourself. It's it's honestly more about how deep can I go within and how much more space can I create for more light to come in, for more authentic expression to be had. And that that's why I think, you know, it's so important to connect to the body and learn about embodiment and learn about disembodiment so then you can catch yourself if you are doing things that are promoting disembodiment, right? Because at the end of the day, we all want to be happy. We all want to be living authentically. We all want to be following our life's purpose and, and living with clarity and feeling really good in every moment. And I think based on my personal experience of being on both sides of that spectrum, right? Of like being so out of my body, so disembodied, that I was dissociating to now being so in my body that I can literally feel the moment it happens if I get a slight trigger, right? Like I'm so in tune with my body that I can, I can, I can catch it. And I think that that's why it's so important to learn about this because I have never felt so comfortable, confident, happy, loved, worthy, authentic in my life than I do now. And this is the most connected I've ever been to my body that I can consciously remember. And, you know, I think this is a good topic, obviously, because it's it's so personal for me. But it's also something I think others out here can maybe relate to as well. Because again, I don't think it's talked about enough in, in a non-joking manner. Plenty of people will be like, oh, just dissociating, like jokes like that. And it's like, why can't we really talk about it? Like, why? Right? And is this something you're consciously aware that you're doing? And is this something that you want help with? And my hope or my intention is to show you that no matter how hard you may have disconnected from the body before, how disembodied you may feel at the moment, it's never too late to reconnect, to start practicing embodiment. It's never too late to work on yourself, and it's never too late to heal yourself from your past. 
And regardless of how much you might have neglected yourself in the past before, it's never too late to start caring for yourself now. And I hope for anyone that is struggling with feeling this way and not knowing why, I hope that maybe you have a bit more understanding now and understand that it's just your body trying to protect you, right? Because, you know, we're, we we tell ourselves like how I, I did. I told myself that I wasn't safe and that I didn't want to be alive, but I didn't want to die either. So I was like, literally created myself to be in an in-between space. And, you know, just because things like this happen doesn't mean you're broken, doesn't mean something's wrong with you, doesn't mean you're bad. It just means that like, this is how your body thought to protect you based on your thoughts, your beliefs, your feelings, your emotions, right? And when you begin to realize that you are safe, that you can actually protect yourself, that you can get yourself out of shitty situations, then your body will begin to relax, right? These defense mechanisms will start turning off one by one. You'll start getting out of the fight or flight mode. Like, listen, (laughs) I just turned 30 and I finally addressed adrenal fatigue and getting truly out of fight or flight mode. Like, I finally got the subconscious to chill the fuck out, (laughs) okay? But I will say that there have been years prior to this where I've just felt so much better because I've done the work, right? I no longer feel like fleeing. I feel safe. And this isn't like an instant process. This healing work in general like this is is not instant. So if you're looking for a quick fix, like, I'm sorry, honey, (laughs) you need to do the work and it's going to take some time. But it is for fucking sure a process worth doing. Because every day, you feel better and better. And that includes even like the days that you feel like shit. It's you're, Those aren't going to go away, right? You're still going to feel like shit, but it's the way in which you can process them that feels better, right? Like you feel like you have a better understanding of what's happening and it's not so overwhelming anymore, or you're just more in tune with like flow state and just letting it happen and letting it brush over, knowing that it is not permanent, right? And if this is something that you are feeling, you feel like you're disembodied, disconnected, dissociating, whatever it is, something maybe you're struggling with. Maybe you don't feel like you have anywhere to go because I did say like start asking for help and that's what's really going to help you get it. Obviously, (laughs) help is going to help you get out of this kind of state. But if you don't feel like you have anywhere to go or anyone to ask for help or anyone who might just even understand how you're feeling, listen, I am here for you. And whether it's just a simple conversation so that you could just like vent and get shit off of your chest, or it ends up us like actually working together in a coaching or a Reiki session, you don't have to do this alone and you can And you are worthy of living fully and authentically within your human form. Because you deserve to. You deserve to be fully embodied, to be fully in alignment, to be fully authentic, and to just love your life. So if this is like a conversation you want to have or you do need some help with it, like hit me up, please, at Breakthrough and Bloom on Instagram. And I'm going to get back to you as soon as I can because... You're not alone in this, and I I don't want you to think you're alone in this. 
especially if anything I said today resonates for you or has made you be be like or think like, oh, okay, I am doing these kind of things, right? And as always, I am so fucking proud of you, okay? (laughs) You're doing amazing, sweetie. And I love you. I love you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next one.